Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggies.stockton. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a fun episode 139 last week where Ryan and I came on and just kind of cleared up some takes that we had had and others had out there in Kingsland. Good conversation, as always, that you can find out or find up at the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? What is going on, everybody? It is a Thursday night. It is our first night uh, post-Sacramento clinching the playoffs for the first time in 16 years, so... Um, last night was a it was a great night. Um, you know, I stayed up. I dude, I woke up at two forty five uh, this morning to go to work, and uh, I made sure that I stayed up and watched the ending to the game just because. Um, you know, I haven't been able to say that the Sacramento Kings clinched the playoffs since I was like in sixth grade, so it was a good moment. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people emotional out there which not gonna lie kind of reminded me of when the timberwolves broke like their 14 year or whatever the hell it was record a couple years ago and like pat bev took the jersey off and people were crying and all that stuff so i think it was a little overblown emotionally by some people but um nonetheless man it was it was cool right and it, it was something that me and you have been uh very adamant about over the last few years since we started the podcast about um you know back when we go on in playoffs they um, and it's exciting, man. My, even my wife stayed up and watched it because she was like, she knew how invested I was. So really cool. I'm very excited that now it's, you know, we've known for about a month now, but quote unquote, actually official. Um, Kings are a playoff team, man. I, and, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, but job's not done, man. This isn't, you know, we don't have that loser, you know, one of the Sacramento or one of the, the Kings cast mottos is, you know, not having that loser mentality. Right. And, Poverty, I think more of a poverty franchise mentality. Um, you know, you get in the playoffs and you get there to win. It's not a, just about showing up and getting swept in the first round. You know, get there and uh, create a little bit of noise and and see what you can do with it, man. So a uh, couple ninth is what it is, I think. Um, so we're right around the corner, man, for the for the playoffs. So I'm, I'm extremely excited, man. So it's an excellent, excellent time to be a fan of sports in uh, Northern California. A lot to talk about, that's for sure. But um, before we do it, I'm breaking the episode so I don't forget, Ryan. Um, betting has been big on the show this last year, of course, because of Bet Online and the partnership with the Believe Network. And a lot of people out there just really getting into it and it's taking off. So uh, if you are one of those people and you're looking at how you can bet the Kings this play- in the playoffs, whatever, 
listening to this ad. Here you go. All right, Ryan. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your college basketball betting needs this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds from everything from live games to conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code RELIEVE to receive that bonus. BetOnline.ag. That's where you guys, it's where you go, guys, where the game starts. So I, I, it's been taking off, Ryan. I know you and I have been getting the messages a lot. Where can you bet? And I'm always telling people, go to BetOnline.ag. Even if you're in California, just do it. Get on there. Make your bets. Um, so I, I I wanted to come on there and, and really emphasize that just because I feel like this week, more than past, people responding to the ad reads and responding to the stuff out there with us. And I just wanted to bring that up, you know, go on there and do it. Yeah. And, and I've had, like Eric said, we've had people reach out to us in, in the past few weeks. And especially this week, man, I got I got messaged three different times um, about the bet online platform. And one thing that I really want to come on here and say, it's hard to do this over Facebook. It's hard to do it when you're you know, direct messaging somebody or whatever. But um, one thing I really want to emphasize, me and Eric come on here and we joke around about how much money we bet and you know how degenerates we are. But in reality, man, I, I wanted to come on here and use a, a few seconds just to explain about, um, you know, we're we're betters as like a hobby, right? We're not professional betters. Um, we joke that we're degenerates, but we bet responsibly. Really come on here encourage people um, bet responsibly okay um, you know if you message me i'll do my best to point you in the right direction but i'm not really comfortable giving people advice on how to bet um, that's kind of your own thing right like that's your own money you know um, you risk what you want and and you gotta uh, to live with that so um, again you know if you guys want to ask what kind of bets i'm putting in i'm more than happy to share that with you but i've had a few people ask me for advice on what to do and what do you think about this and um, I'll be honest, guys, I, I don't really feel comfortable, man. It makes me a little nervous, like telling somebody like, you know, half the time I get a little drunk, you know, and I see the Kings are like plus 250 and I'm like, hell yeah, hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And, um, I just don't really feel comfortable telling people how to bet and, and, and what to bet. So, um, for all you guys out there, I don't want to discourage you from reaching out, but, uh, as far as betting advice, um, it's kind of a, you know, that's a man's game. You know, you got to make your own decisions and I can point you in the right direction and explain how betting works, um, you know, with the spread and teasers and all that kind of stuff. But, um, if you're going to ask me, should I put this bet in, I'm going to tell you straight up, you know, you, you know, you do what you got to do. And, um, I just want to kind of leave that right there. There's, there's been multiple messages, you know, so I just want to come out before we hopped into the episode and let everybody know about that. Um, I really enjoy sports betting, but it's one of those things that, I don't know your financial situation. You know, I don't know what kind of space you're in and I really don't know who any of you guys are. So I don't feel comfortable <laughs> giving you advice on what to do with your money. So I also want to add on there that you, you kind of gave a nice little PSA and that, that is true. Uh, I think everyone, you know, would, would appreciate that. I th- here's my advice to people, Ryan. If you don't understand betting and what it means, then you should probably go on a reputable YouTube page and just watch some videos that's the best way, man. Anytime I do any anything like in life, I'm always looking at YouTube videos and try to learn. You know, have that explained to you. Maybe what you a fun thing to do as well is go on and look at the odds and say, okay, I would have bet twenty tonight on this one game. Don't actually place it, but just in your mind, you place it. See how it would have played out. 
kind of calculate some stuff for a little bit and have an understanding of what you're doing and all. And then, you know, obviously the chasing and stuff that, that, that's, that's something I'm going to recommend as, as you go, as you go do that, there's all different types of ways, um, to, to go about it. People, a lot of people too, I would say when they first get in, into it, they always do the parlays. Everyone wants to parlay because they see the, the risk five to win, you know, uh, you know, 20,000, you see those on BR bets, those little, yeah, those little yeah. hitters. Those are, those are real, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's not realistic though. You know, straight bets mm-hmm. are pretty much it, guys. Straight bets, um, teasers. teaser teasers yeah. are fun. Those are easy ones. So that's that's what I'm gonna say. Um, I got a I got a player f- uh, for you this week, Ryan. I want to break it in before we get too long in the episode. All right. So if you're new to the podcast, just checking out the show. This is where we break in a random player from our childhood based on their bio. See if Ryan can guess the player. Ryan, this week's player is. A six foot ten, two hundred and fifty pound former center. Uh, they went to Kentucky from ninety five to ninety eight. They were drafted twenty uh, ninth overall in nineteen ninety eight in the first round by the Utah Jazz. But like a lot of people I read on here, they were never at, they didn't actually play for that team. Um, so here's the teams: Ryan Journeyman, all right, center, ninety eight to two thousand one Philadelphia 76ers. 2001 to 2004 Atlanta Hawks 04 to 05 New York Knicks 05 to 06 San Antonio Spurs 06 to 07 Detroit Pistons 07 to 11 Bobcats 11 to 12 Thunder 12 to 15 Chicago Bulls and had a one year final stint with Thunder Uh, NBA champion in 05 with the Spurs that's where you're going to remember them uh, five point eight points a game, four point seven rebounds a game. So, do you know who this center is? Nazi Muhammad. Nazi Muhammad. You know, I picked Nazi Muhammad today, right? Did you hold on? Hold on. Did wow, dude? Did you? Something tells me that we had Nazi Muhammad before. Maybe I just I had a moment of deja vu, but oh, I guess we. Uh, yeah, I, I for some reason that just sounds for me. Maybe I just read his bio one day, like I usually do when I'm bored. So, Nazi Muhammad. That's a that's a good pull. Yeah, the reason I I did Nazi Muhammad though is because he played for the San Antonio Spurs in 05 and 06 and that was the last time that the Kings were in the playoffs was against the Spurs where they lost 4-2. Um so that's why I bring that up. Dude, you know what I saw today? The very random fact and I I didn't actually verify this, but somebody posted I don't remember if it was on Twitter or Kingsland or what the hell it was, but the last person to score a point in a playoff game for the Sacramento Kings in 2006, dude. I'm, oh man, I just like, it was like Vitaly Potapenko or something like that. Did you see that? And I was like, holy shit, dude, that's like the greatest Jeopardy question, like Sacramento Kings Jeopardy question of all time, right there, dude. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Um, but I saw that. I don't remember if it was today or yesterday. I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm tired, but. Um, it was like Patapenko, dude. And I was like, holy shit, that is the craziest trivia question I've ever seen in my life. So um, since you were talking about it, but uh yeah, man, that San Antonio Spurs, uh that San Antonio Spurs series. I remember that. That was uh that was a long fucking time ago, dude. I was in sixth grade. Yes, yeah, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. The Kings make the playoffs, they clinch. I want to say this so I don't forget. I, I put a tweet just because the Kings blew it the other night and they had the opportunity to do it at home. And they fucking blew it. So last night I was like, the, the only thing clinched tonight are my butthole is my butthole, hoping that the Kings don't kings this shit and, and lose the game. But they did. They blew out. 
which was dope. But it's funny because uh, they, they finally clinch, clinch it. And it's like all like you said, it kind of when you brought in the episode about everyone just got we can talk about that because I wanted to say some things like you how everyone just got super emotional, <laughs> like over the top emotional. And I get it. Obviously, I get it. Obviously, you get it. Like, we're on fucking King's cast, dude. I, you know what I mean? We wouldn't been on King's cast if we didn't care. So I understand. But I was a little bit like, you know, you know what it reminded me of is I mentioned the hipster gatekeepers not long ago about the people who want to prove their fandom. And it's it's they're kind of wearing wearing this as a badge of honor. Like, I was here. I've been here. And, as you know, for some reason, everybody feels the need to profess their life story over the last 16 years, thinking it's like of significance to anybody else. Now, I'm supposed to sound like a fucking hater right now, but I don't care. I just want to say this. Okay. Like, uh, like the, 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 I get everybody had their like individual experience. We went through it together. We get it without goes without saying, but it's like, it's funny The bios people writing back in 06. I was this age, this grade, I was doing this. And since then I've become a grown man and now I'm this old and I have a job like, okay. So like the rest of us, like nothing, nothing significant. And I was just, I was just really laughing. And then the worst thing of all, cause I hate to see grown men crying. If someone dies or something, then you can cry maybe. But like, you know, I get If the Kings win the championship, you can cry a little bit. I, I I'm not gonna lie, Ryan. I ain't gonna front. I, I I teared up when the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Kind of the same thing. But they won the fucking Super Bowl. But you, like you said, clinching on a on a Wednesday night at Portland, like when we knew it was coming to be crying. I think it's fake, dude. I think it's people pushing out tears so that they can take a picture of themselves and post it on social media so people know they're actually a Kings fan. That's all I'm saying, dude. Wow, Eric. You know, I one thing I I took away from that, Eric, is. In the current climate of 2023, you obviously don't give a shit about anybody's feelings because all I know is everyone's feelings matter. Okay, that's kind of a thing, Eric. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I said in the intro, right? The it reminded me of the Timberwolves thing when they won the playoffs that that playoff play in game or whatever the hell it was, and Pat Bev took his took his jersey off the freaking press booth over there and uh, the scores table. And uh, started bawling his eyes out. And I get it, right? Like you said, everyone's kind of had this journey. And, you know, a lot of people have been really invested. But at the end of the day, man, this has been coming, right? We've known this since the All-Star break. That Sacramento's making the playoffs, okay? Um, I'll say this, right? They literally had a, you know, ESPN or something uh, released uh, the statistics the other day. They literally had a 100% chance of making the playoffs for over a week. I was really happy about is uh, part of the reason I stayed up is because I was like, you know, I want to see the reaction from players. I want to see what the interviews after the game are like. And it really was, if, if you guys watch it on YouTube TV, you saw the NBA sports, they interviewed Keegan Murray and then it was Katie, it was Kate and Mark, and then they immediately sent it to Kenny and Draper. And after that, I, I turned it off because, um, you know, Fox went straight to the locker room. Uh, Domas went straight to the locker room. And I was really happy that those guys didn't stay on the court and jump up and down and celebrate and act like uh, they had never been there before, right? These guys knew this was going to happen for a long time. Obviously, Keegan said it in the press conference or in the interview at the end of the game about, you know, we knew coming into training camp, we were a playoff team. 
that's what you want, right? The players aren't surprised. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, dude. I like that shit. Uh, the mindset's right. It gives me, like I said, you know, job's not done, right? The, at the end of the day, it's great. You got to the playoffs. You got the stank off of the worst ran franchise in the history of American sports. And uh, love them to death. It's my, you know, I, I, I love the Sacramento Kings, um, but they were the worst ran franchise in American sports for the last 17 years. And if you try to say anything else than that, then you're just being delusional and uh, completely biased. And, uh, you know, the stink is off the franchise for the time being, and it looks like the team is ready to compete in the playoffs. Now, you know, if they come out and they get swept, uh, you know, we'll have a different tune. But for the time being, you know, it is cool to celebrate a little bit. But uh, I just got the email right now that April 3rd, my card's going to be charged for those season tickets. So uh, that's pretty or that the playoff tickets. That's pretty fucking sweet, dude. Let me, let me. I want to ask you a couple things here about that because you have the account for the playoff tickets, and so you can tell people because people are speculating. This is something that's going online right now about what that that uh, secondary market cost is going to be. Uh, I've seen projections in lower level as up high if it's the Warriors to fifteen hundred a seat. You know, we'll see what happens, Ryan. So tell people as a season ticket holder, why don't you just explain how that's going to work for you and tell how much it's going to cost you. Break that down for people. I'll, I'll just read you guys the email that I just got. Here we go. Um, it says right here, we're excited to have you join us for potential postseason games at Golden One Center. You have 2023 playoffs invoice for your season ticket member seats has been uploaded to your account. Uh, your card on file will be charged for the first round on Monday, April 3rd. Uh, payment details. Round one for season ticket holders. I have lower level tickets. They're really, really good seats. Um, it's going to cost me $488 for round one. I went to the at the game last Friday against the Phoenix Suns. I went to the season ticket members, the reps that sit in the sections, you know, that little on the concourse and talk to them. And um, they said resale is going to be ridiculous. I asked if, hey, you know, I got some, you know, some people I'd like to, you know, can you guys hook us up with some tickets? Usually when I ask to get hooked up for tickets, they give me tickets at cost for the game that I'm asking for. Um, I don't have to pay the fees, you know, like if a ticket's, at cost is going for $51, give me $51. I was told absolutely not a chance. <laughs> so um, if you think that you're going to be able to hook up tickets, if you think that uh, you know, you're going to be able to squeeze by and uh, get the hookup, it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say I'm really disappointed in that, but um, you know, unfortunately for all of us, this is something new and I think it's going to uh, take some getting used to for people. Um, last time the Kings were in the playoffs, I doubt that playoff tickets were going for $1,500. You know, so uh, for all you guys that think that you're going to be able to just stroll in and, you know, get some tickets, it's going to be extremely difficult, man. And it sucks, but it is, you know, and and you brought up the Warriors, man. They get the Warriors just because of the close proximity. Um, I saw the same thing, $1,500, $2,000 for tickets. I saw standing room tickets um, hypothetically going for $988 today. Um, so if you guys want to be there for round one, game one for the first time in 16 years, you're going to have to pay the piper. Um, I also did see a couple posts on Kingsland uh, today that people were talking about, you know, for all of us loyal fans who stuck it out all these years, uh, they need to reward us. I'll be honest, guys. I saw that today and uh, the Sacramento Kings don't owe you shit, man. That The box office, they don't owe you a damn thing. Okay. Um, if you want to be uh, at a playoff game in 2023, you got to pay that pay that price. So um, 
I did see another message or post today that said, uh, well, if the ticket prices are going to be this expensive, they're going to have a bunch of casual fans in there. I don't fucking think so. I think people are going to pay the piper. I think that place is going to be fucking packed with loyal ass Kings fans. And, you know, for any of you guys who have been to a game in the last three months, the G1C has been fucking rocking. I expected to be a hundred times crazier in game one of the, uh, the first round of playoffs. So that's the breakdown on playoff tickets for, for season ticket holders. Um, again, really excited, but, uh, you know, tickets are at a premium man. it's going to be really expensive. It is what it is. You know, there's even a poll on Kingsland right now, a common pollster on Kingsland, John Lurseth, I think posted it, Ryan. And it, and, and it, and you're right. People are saying things like that. Like, what are your opinions on the Kings, uh, tickets, you know, how they're handling it? Like, should they control it? It says, uh, you know, just don't resell to opponent fans. I'm cool with season tickers, ticket holders trying to recruit some money. Um, and the other one is free market. It's cool. Like, and, and that's what it is. I'm a believe, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big uh, believer of that as far as America, I'm a free market kind of, you know, we don't need to be restricting, you know, you're not owed shit. You're right. The people that say that that's cornball broke move. Sorry. Guess what? You know, Ryan, honestly, like you have the season tickets and the partnership in the other half, and I get to go to a ton of games with you. Uh, you know, I've gone to, I would say, I feel like I've gone to at least 50% of the home games, maybe this year. It seems like quite a bit I've gone to. Uh, but you know what? Like, honestly, you got to decide if you want to pay for that. Personally, I'm going to tell you this. If I end up having to pay premium on a secondary market, like my number, I'll probably pay would be like two to 300. And I'm just straight up. And, and I got money. It's not even about that. It's just like, dude, I go to so many games. Like, I can't really in my head wrap around this $1,000 Price. I just can't wrap. I personally cannot wrap my head around going and sitting through a game in the in the tight little spots being kind of uncomfortable, honestly, for a game. I just can't do it. Now, for some people, it might be a value, but I think that's OK. Like, I, I may not be able to go to, to that game. You know, I'm just keeping that real. 100 percent, man. And, and I'm going to do a little bit of endorsement for the Sacramento Kings uh, ticket sales right now. Uh, you know, I've I've had season tickets for a few seasons now, and for the last few years, I've I've caught a lot of shit. Okay, I've caught a lot of shit from non Kings fans about, oh, why would you go? They suck, and you know you can't even resell those tickets. Let me put things into perspective, guys. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you guys how much I paid for my tickets, but just know this: I went to about 15 to 20 games, I'd say this year at home, and. I sold the Kings were so good this year that I sold enough tickets outside of those 15 to 20 games to pay for my season tickets and the playoffs this year. Um, so for people who think that buying season tickets is kind of a waste, um, if you're motivated and you're willing to stay up on selling the tickets on Ticketmaster every other day, um, it's worth it, man. You know, especially, you know, the team's good. Um, I made money. I, I got season tickets for free this year. Um, so if you are in a position, if you're debating on, ah, maybe I should get, I, I've always wanted season tickets. I have the money to do it. I highly encourage you to do it. I really do. It's a hell of a deal, man. Um, you know, I really enjoy going to the stadium because, uh, uh, you know, the same, the same attendant is at our section every single game for the last few years. And we've built a relationship and, you know, every time I go in there, she gives me a hug. She asks me how I'm doing. And uh, she knows all the people who I give my tickets to. So it's a really, really great experience that I, I can genuinely say that the Sacramento Kings ticket people and the attendance there are 
are are really pleasant to be around and um i plan on getting tickets literally for the rest of my life i i really plan on getting season tickets from now until hopefully i'm 100 years old and uh it's just something that if you've ever been on the fence man i highly encourage you you know what fuck it pull the trigger for one year and see what happens because it's it's really been one of the greater experiences that i've had uh sports wise Wow, very profound there, Ryan. I agree, though. No, I mean, I've, I've I've been to benefit, and because of the podcast, like the situation that we have uh, with it with the tickets, it's kind of confusing. We don't have to go into, but I do, you know, getting to go to a lot. You're right, like to be able to sit in your same seat is kind of is kind of a neat. Uh, all right, sw- switching gears here, Ryan. I wanted <laughs> I didn't bring this up on the podcast because I know we still want to talk about a little bit of basketball. We haven't even talked about basketball much yet. Okay, so. I had the other day we went with the boys to a game. So we have two childhood friends um, who also do a podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, they're they're the Say Hey podcast, and so we we went we went with the boys to the game. Great great day. We go down to Midtown. We go to Tank House. We get the dirty tots. We're drinking. We're eating. Uh, we get to the arena early. We have a great time. Uh, we're drinking. We have a good time. Fun, fun, fun. Right. We we win our bets for the evening, which is always nice. Uh, but Ryan, I do. This is this is hilarious. So we're we've actually been the most, I would say, Ryan, welcoming to quote unquote bandwagon. You know what? If you live in Sacramento region, I don't see how you could be a bandwagon fan. Like you live in the region. I think what people forget, Ryan, is that not everybody's like super into basketball. Like all day, every day, needs to watch it. They they're casuals, and that's okay. Like I'm a when it comes to baseball, I consider myself like a casual baseball but I, I like the giants and I, I enjoy watching their stuff you know what I mean? but it, so it's kind of i understand it so I, we've been the most welcoming like we understand dude people just like the game they like the they like the environment especially the residents of sacramento but but we haven't picked on them except for this one time and ryan fucking i was picking on picking on these people because we, we're he was drunk dude we, we're all we're <laughs> kind of drunk and and uh so ryan ryan goes hey you want to get you want to get these casuals psyched up dude watch this and so, so Ryan, every time we saw someone, you can, t- you can point the casuals out too, you know, Ryan, Ryan's like, Hey, like the beam brother. And every time without fail, dude, yeah, like the beam, like the beam. So it's, it's like that casual rallying cry, dude. It's like, they, that's only thing they know as Kings fans is just so for now on, it's just like, like the beam brother, like the beam. Like, yeah, yeah. So I had to bring that to you give you the credit. Damn, this is the funniest damn, thing, dude. That's all funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I'll be honest. I smell dude so i kind of forgot about that but that was true every single person that passed by me uh after the game when even when we were driving out like out of the parking garage of the stadium i was just fucking light the beam brother and just all these and it didn't matter age gender it didn't matter light the beam yeah people are going crazy but uh you know it is good okay there is one positive that comes out of this all right i had season tickets when the sacramento kings fucking sucked okay that stadium was empty. All right. It was quiet. Me and Eric were able to have full conversations and sit down the whole game uh, without being interrupted. The vibe is so much better when you get these casuals in there who have a rallying cry. When they're able to sit there and light the beam and, you know, the game ends and people are fucking rushing out the stadium to look at the stupid beam get lit, lit up in the air. That uh, that's really brought the casuals out, and it's given them kind of a. It's cheesy, right? We try not to be cheesy on it, but it's given people kind of like a, uh, you know, like I'm part of the club. You know what I mean? I lighten the beam, man. Like let's light the beam. I got my T-shirt on, and 
I can't lie, man. The fucking vibe inside the G1C has been hella fun. I went to the games Friday and Saturday night, and I, I, I it's the most fun that I've had at at basketball games in a long, long time. So, um, let's let's talk about basketball, Eric. Let's get away from all the cheesy playoff bullshit, and let's let's get into this, dude. Yeah, well, I just I will say this before that I, that it would, it's funny, and I'm, my last take on it is is it is just a rallying cry, and it's cool. It, it reminds me of years ago. 2000, I say 2010, like Giants where they were getting hot. All the games were close, and the Giants kind of marketed Giants torture. That was kind of like their little saying, like because the games are so close and the pitching, and you know, and then you, and then you get you get Brian Wilson out there for closing, and, and, and it was like that. It was like, oh yeah, torture. The Giants torture. It's the same thing. It's like the light, the beams, the rallying cry. But whoever made that beam, dude, they they better have gotten a raise or gotten laid. So uh, <laughs> that's what I said. You know, you better you better be sitting next to a Vivek. Uh court side for game one of the yeah. playoffs whoever did that yeah you'd be you they probably walk i say this they probably they should be walking into board meetings and pulling their balls and sending those motherfuckers right on the table right in the <laughs> head right in the head seat the boss is there and he's like get out of my seat my fucking balls are boom right on the table that's what i would do <laughs> you know but all right basketball let's talk about some basketball uh i don't even know where to start with the basketball because realistically it's all been haha fun fun Happy time in Kingsland, dude. But the Kings kind of are going through it a little bit in some ways. I think that obviously the game yesterday against the Blazers, it was a fucking beatdown. But as our friend Rob Lou says, those motherfuckers are in full tank mode. Now, if there was a money, you can even, man, the Kings were down money line minus 1300 in that game. They were down and live money line was that much. Like they were, they were not going to lose that game yesterday. Everybody knew it, you know, no secret. But, you know, to drop the game the other night at home when you had the opportunity against the Timberwolves, that's a bad matchup, and I'll let you go into that. That's tough. And they've shown, they, they, you know, there's a thing, right? You look for patterns, and there's a little bit of a pattern. And I'm going to tell you, Ryan, you've been talking about it for, like, a while, and I don't want you to get too negative, okay? But the pattern is still here, and it's worrisome. And what's happening now is that people say that, the national media doesn't talk about the Kings and no one talks about the Kings, which is true, except that right now people are talking about the Kings and it's not in a good way. And it worries me because I really, I, I think you're, you're kind of on in what you're saying and the national media and other teams are outwardly speaking kind of along the lines of what you're saying and the pattern against the length and shooting. So I'll let you take that away, but break in what you've seen the last week since the podcast and go there if you can. Well, one thing I want to clarify, and I'm glad you brought this up, is you know, this all got started really a couple of days ago when Draymond came out. You know, I don't know if you guys listened to his podcast, but it's actually really good. Um, I hate Draymond Green as a basketball player. Uh, I just I'm one of those people that I I just don't think Draymond Green is as good, and I think he receives way too much credit. But I will, I, I do listen to his podcast pretty much like every time a new episode comes out. But he did say on the podcast, which he's he's really good at. Um, he did say that he wants to see Sacramento, and people took that as, oh, they want to see Sacramento because they because they think that it's a good matchup and uh, they think they don't play defense. But he did come on there and say that he wants to play Sacramento just because he don't want to fucking travel because that's a real thing, man. Eighty two games into the season, you've been bouncing around the country. Uh, do you want to take that six-hour flight to Memphis, or do you want to take a look down the road to Sacramento? And I, 
I can't argue with this logic, right? When you're the reigning champs, uh, hell yeah, I don't give a fuck who we play. We got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on our team. I'll, I'll take a 90-minute bus ride to Sacramento and see what happens. Um, but as far as the rest of the NBA and the rumors that have come out about the Lakers wanting to, you know, uh, the six the six seed is their mark and um, about how, like, you know, I saw a post today about how Minnesota is not really worried about playing Sacramento. They, they prefer Sacramento. Um, I've been saying for a long time, Sacramento struggles defensively. And when the playoffs happen, rotations tend to shrink. Okay, they go from 10 to 11 guys to eight, maybe even seven in some cases. And um, I really think that Sacramento, if they were to shrink their lineup, um, you know, and, and their and their bench is going to struggle against those teams that have length. Right. Uh, um, we saw the other night Rudy Gobert really just go off against Sacramento. Jaden McDaniels has been an absolute nightmare for Sacramento. Um, so as far as matchups goes, I think people see Sacramento and there is the thought process of you know they're kind of fucking soft yeah they score in the regular season a lot of teams have scored right Uh, but can they buckle down and play defense in the half court and do they have the length and the toughness to compete with us and i think a lot of people i.e the lakers you know the the clippers um you know minnesota think that they're tougher inside and when it comes to playoff basketball that they're they can take sacramento so that's kind of been my whole thing those teams that have the two big men they have the length Sacramento's two scores, Sacramento struggled. So, uh, you know, I wish I was wrong about this. You know, I brought this up like probably six weeks ago, maybe a month on the podcast at the earliest uh, about, you know, looking forward to future matchups and all that. And um, I wish I was wrong, but it's the truth, man. And now that you have Brian Windhorst coming on ESPN and talking about it and you have Draymond Green bringing it up in his his podcast and uh, you know, you see rumors out that the the Lakers are are itching for Sacramento. Um, I can't say that I'm surprised. Um, all I can say is, uh, I fucking told you so. Yeah, it's which is not something you want to be. It's a, it's, mm. it's an unfortunate told you so, and I know you mean it that, is. but I, I I do. But it, I, I bring it up just because the last the last week has been a little bit lackluster. Real, really. I mean, I know they they're getting their wins. I mean, I understand that they. They win against uh, Phoenix. Uh, they beat the which Phoenix was depleted. They beat the Jazz, but then and they beat the 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 Trailblazers. So they're three and one um, in the four games. But the L to the Timberwolves really was the only one of of game honestly of value, right? Uh, one thing I do want to come on and say, and I say this every podcast when I come with the take is, um, if I'm wrong, I'll come on here and admit it. At the trade deadline, when Dallas traded for Kyrie. I was worried about them because of their, you know, anytime you have Kyrie and Luca, who I think are top 10 players in the NBA that on the same team, that's a threat. I'm going to come out here and say I was fucking wrong They're That team's fucking soft. They suck, dude. <laughs> like I really dove in in the last week and really paid attention because I was one of the teams when they moved for Kyrie. I was like, man. That's one of those teams that's dangerous because of their scoring ability. That team's fucking soft, dude. And I'm happily happily coming on here and admitting I was fucking wrong. That's a take that, you know, I, I was very adamant about, and that's one of those rare, those rare times where, uh, you know, I was wrong. And, you know, so I do want to come on here and say that for people who listen to us regularly about, um, you know, when I was naming those teams that I think are, are better than Sacramento, at the trade deadline, but, uh, everybody else, Clippers, <laughs> the Warriors, I said, the Lakers, you know, um, even when the Lakers were out of even the play in, 
that they they would sneak in that they would beat Zach. But uh, the one team I was fuck Dallas, dude, they suck. Uh, they screwed themselves. Kyrie's going to leave in free agency this summer. I fucking love it, dude. I'm so glad that I was wrong about that franchise. Yeah, well, that's a really man of you, Ryan, to come on and drop your thanks. take. Thank you. One Thank thing you. I've been, I've been, you know, we've kind of had our our back and forth, and you would kind of, I haven't necessarily been dead on with our takes with each other. We, we agree, understand. I think we understand what each other has been saying the last couple of weeks, but I don't think I'm, we're on the same exact spot. And that was one of the things I kind of have been saying in that, the one thing is that that is interesting about this year, which makes it difficult to be definitive or to be super confident in whatever the fuck you say, is that the uh, teams out there that are getting a lot of benefit of the doubt, they still did go through a full season and they have sh- their shit they need to figure out as well. And um, the the Kings have proved it over a season. So like that's what's tough. Like Typically, that's... The barometer, the regular season is a good barometer for some success, right? Especially if you're, they're on the fringe of being a 50 win team. That's ridiculous. Honestly, when the, when the over under was 34 wins, man, it's like, that's ridiculous. And so overachieving, yes, but then realistically, do you pivot and have higher expectations because they do it over time? And then the other teams haven't done that. It's tough. But I think the problem is that there is the inexperience, which, you know, I don't know. It playoff inexperience. I don't know. I don't know what that means all the time. I think it's more like there's a lot of veterans who are legit who've been in the league. It just means they're just better. You typically, it just means they're better teams. But it's tough because it's kind of inverted. The standings are a bit inverted. The, the traditional teams of, of late are kind of more towards the fringe bottom, and they're looking like they're chasers, which makes it kind of scary. And I think that's why this year of all years is concerning because when you have the Warriors being chasers the clippers being chasers the lakers being chasers that's scary man um and, and so i th- and then in addition the king's biggest weakness is they don't play defense they don't guard the perimeter um sabonis they do what they do inside but the sabonis gets in foul trouble they have nobody to dispel them those are legitimate things real things and it's honestly a lot of the other teams have the stuff to beat that whether it's the Warriors at the perimeter, or the Clippers with the length, whether it's the Nuggets inside, whether it's the Grizzlies overall, just better defense, it, whether it's the Suns' badass shit with Kevin Durant, it's just tough and it's just real. And I, I that's you know, I get why people are saying that. I, I'm not blowing that off. And let's circle back to takes that I've had, man. Uh, one of my things about Sacramento this year, you know, not to take away from the possibility of 50 wins, but let's be real, man, they're the healthiest team in the Western Conference by a large margin this year okay you know i have said that every single week since the since the uh since the all-star game and uh you know they they've had the fortunate um you know circumstances of being injury free knock on wood um all those other teams that you said clearly don't give a fuck about the regular season Right. It's it's weird how LeBron James was so hurt. And then all of a sudden, as the play in game starts to become a, a real thing for them, he comes back right at the nick of time and they're clicking right at the nick of time. And all of a sudden, Steph Curry's back and weird. They kind of figure out their road woes. And um, that's just that's how the NBA is. And and if you were mis- if you were mistaken and you thought that the Warriors weren't going to be here or the Lakers wouldn't kind of be there and the Clippers weren't going to be there. Um, at the end of the season, you, you were wrong. So, um, you know, I, I'm, again, extremely happy that we're the three seed because we are going to get four home games if it goes seven. Um, but 
keep in mind the reality of the circumstances and Sacramento has been healthy. And I think that plays a lot into their um, positioning in the Western conference. So, uh, you know, I, I, man, it's, it's just been kind of a, for people not to acknowledge that over the last few months is kind of ludicrous to me. I I've been seeing the writing on the wall with these other teams, you know, you think about bronze fucking 40, dude. that full has been in the year, been in the years. You think he's going to, games anymore not a chance Steph Curry obviously um could have played if he would if this was 10 years ago but he decided to take those games off because they know at the end of the year they have the experience they have the fucking talent number one over everything um that they can kind of turn that light switch on and off um whenever they need to and come playoff time and you guys are going to see these teams and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Warriors and Lakers are at the end standing with each other in the Western Conference just because of the talent level that they have. So uh, keep that in mind, man. Keep that in mind. And uh, at the end of the year, you know, really try to assess what Sacramento's uh, flaws were, you know, and try to be realistic about, OK, what went wrong? How do we build um, and not just kind of uh, look at the roster in the next year and be like, oh, you know, we were the three seed this year. That means next year we're going to be the the one seed automatically. No, you know, um, you know, look at the totality of circumstances with the season and recognize that Sacramento was healthy and really everything that could go right for them really did go right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot because this is a lot more to talk about in the next couple of weeks. I think the next thing is going to be the matchup. That's really the next big thing we can go in on. Okay. I want to talk about this because Keegan Murray this last week, Ryan broke the re- the three point record for rookies. And I I want to say this because uh, I'm not trying to be cocky or arrogant, but honestly, no one else no one else ever gives credit or anything. Sometimes you just got to fucking say it. And for those of you who are riding here, you know. But I felt like you, you and I were one of the extreme few minority on draft night who was like a plus. You went you put yourself out there on the Believe Network, filmed the video, said that he was the best player available, even with Jaden Ivy on the board. And everybody was against it. Everybody was against it. And I get it. I'm not knocking people for being for for like being, you know, having a different opinion. So because that happens. Right. But like, dude, no one, no one was with that guy. And then leading up to the season, I think people got on board just because of the summer league hotness. But I think that early on, you, you know, you had said if people think this dude's not going to start, they're, they're fucking insane. And, and that's one thing we talked about, the early season discussions about should he come off the bench? Should he start? I remember I was very adamant about my take about and I, I kind of foresaw this, right? It's that the guy shoots the ball really well right now. He still has a lot to develop into a well-rounded score, whether it be attacking, whether it be creating a shot. But the guy can shoot from the perimeter and he's long and they just don't make a lot of guys like that. And that's why we both want him. We came on the night before the draft. We did our draft preview. We said we want him for that exact reason, literally the exact reason. We put ourselves out there. We had the tape. We were consistent. And it's not knocking anybody else because they had a different opinion. I get people believe different things, not to say that couldn't have worked, but to be to honestly just ride ride that, Ryan, and be the minority riding that and for it to come to come to fruition exactly how we saw it, it does it does feel good. And I'm just putting that out there just to applaud ourselves just because I think, like you said, we'll talk about when we're wrong and we sometimes have to talk about when we're right too, dude. Yeah, there's a reason why I uh have posted the I retweeted sorry the video of me talking about Keegan Murray on draft night uh you know we got that email uh minutes after Keegan Murray is drafted what number four 
And Believe Network was asking us to, hey, send us a response. How do you guys feel about Keegan Murray being drafted? And I came on there and I said exactly what you just said right now. I thought it was a great pick. I thought he was the best player available for them. I think the fit was amazing. And the Believe Network posted on their page the video of me and it said hot takes from Kang's cast. And there's a reason why I've retweeted that three times this week with different posts because... Uh, you know, people just automatically assume with the Kings, you know, last 15 years or whatever, longer than that, actually, um, draft history that the Kings were going to fuck it up and they got it right, man. I don't care what happens moving forward. Okay. Um, Keegan Murray's worked out so far for Sacramento. He was the best option available for them. He was the best fit. Uh, he they needed it and it it's really paid off. And you know, when you hit a hundred, what, 188 three pointers, uh, you know, in the first 77 games of the season, that that's amazing. He's the all-time rookie leader in three-point field goal, field goals made in NBA history. And um, you know, I you know, I came on here and admitted that I was wrong about the Dallas Mavericks, and fuck you guys, I was right about Keegan Murray too. Yeah. No, it's just something to talk about. We hit a milestone with them this week. Uh, it's worth bringing up. And like I said, it's sometimes just, it feels good dude. because, you know, and I think here's another thing too, Ryan, is that, you know, you and I are not Kings media. We're not Kings media. We're just fucking dudes who really like the Kings and we enjoy talking about it. Think we had, we, we, we started this podcast because of a couple years ago when the Kings traded for Harrison Barnes, they looked like buyer, they looked like buyers. They get HB. They had a terrible March. They miss the playoffs. They fire coaches. They they fuck it up for a couple of years. And and the takes that were coming out from the opinion people out there in the media, we just thought were not good. And and you, when we tried to vocalize those on Twitter, we got shit on. We got put down because people thought that they were better because they have a they have a platform that they their word means more. And over the last couple of years, you and I have come out here and dropped what I would consider real takes. Like real takes. We put it on record. We've argued with people. We've gone against people to the contrary of other people's takes on a lot of times, dude. You know, you know what I mean? A lot of times, whether it was Bogdanovich whether it was Halliburton, whether it was Holmes, whether it's this now, not that this one is as controversial like a hill we really had to die on like some of the others, but it just feels good to like, you know, know that when you make a take, it's like means something and, and you can kind of see it. And I really think, you know, I, I don't know, man, like I think that uh, Keegan Murray I th- is going to be a real deal player. And honestly, I don't think the Kings are in this position if they draft Jaden Ivey. I don't. I, th- I just don't think the fit was right. I don't think they'd be there. And it's such a huge piece. I think we're going to look back at this draft as being like so big because of the, the, the fit that the guy has. So I, I don't know. I don't want to hammer it too long, but I just felt like it was worth bringing up just because I could. You know what's really good about Keegan Murray is guys hit that rookie wall, right? And he maybe, you know, you go look at the stats and stuff. Maybe he did a little bit. But I'll tell you what, man. That guy is peaking at the right time. He's peaking at the right time. And part of me making that take about Keegan Murray, and part of the reason that I wanted him was because his age, he was a little bit older, right? His body was a little more mature. He's a little bigger. Those little guys tend to break down. Those young guys tend to hit a rookie wall. Um, I just kind of saw Keegan Murray as a guy who a little bigger body, a little stronger, and would be able to, uh, you know, take on the, the, uh, you know, grueling 82 game 
uh, schedule that the NBA has. So um, I just wanted to point that out. That guy's been really, really hot lately. There was that time, what was that, Saturday, Eric, against the Jazz? Was it the Jazz game? That he came through and he hit like three threes, like within five possessions. And it was like, man, that's the stuff I like to see late in the season with a, a clinching, you know, playoff opportunity. And he was hitting those shots. So uh, that was that was really cool, man. So really, really happy with his progression and where he's at this far in the season. And I'll be honest, man, if that guy can, you know, make a little bit of a jump next year, I hate to be that guy that comes on here and is already looking forward to next year at the playoffs on the line. But if that guy can make a jump just a little bit next, holy crap, man, this team... Uh, he's the type of guy that can take the team to the next level with his specific abilities, being that three point specialist, that, you know, six foot eight guy who can stretch the floor. So really exciting, man. I, I think, you know, I always talk about, and I said it earlier today about how everything's went right for Sacramento. Everything has went right, including that rookie draft. pick. So really cool, man. I'm, I'm really, really fucking happy. Dope, man. Well, I think it's a good time. I think that that's a good place to wrap. I'm a, I was thinking about this, dude. One thing I'm going to do, Ryan, I'm going to do a King's a King's Beam uh, meme contest. That's something I, I, I think of all those words. A King's Beam meme contest on Kingsland. I'm going to do that right now. I'm, I'm curious to see what the best beam uh, meme is because I think I have the best one. 100%. <laughs> so so uh, it's not debatable. Non debatable. Nobody can beat that. Should I tell describe it or should I tell people to go to Kingsland and check it out? Uh, well, it's kind of a weird thing to describe uh, well, with the podcast, huh? Yeah, don't describe it, Eric. When you drop the podcast, uh, just drop the meme in the comments. Okay, there we go. Drop the meme in the comments. So if you're listening to this, check the meme in the comments. On I'll do it on Twitter. Uh, check it on Twitter. Uh, check that out. And if you're on Kingsland, then, then go in there and join the Beam meme uh, contest I'm about to put out. All right. So, hey, Ryan, it's good shit, man. So, hey, guys, appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and Kingscast Rive. We're pretty active, including our Facebook group, Kingsland. Check that out. Uh, it's the best place to be, especially right now, man. Uh, you can talk to a lot of Kings fans just like you. And then if you want to support our show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, leave us a comment. Those things do help us get out there and be recommended to more Kings fans just like you so we can drop our takes to other people. And as always, check us out on the Believe Podcast Network where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.